1: Welcome back! It's another episode of The Savvy Psychologist, and I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So there are dozens of risk factors for depression. But how and what we think makes up one of the biggest pieces of the pie. And in our psychological backpack, we all carry around beliefs that shape how we move through our days. They may be about the world, with positive beliefs, like people are generally trustworthy, or not-so-positive ones, like life isn't fair. We also carry around beliefs about the future. So again, they may be good, like things usually work out for me, or not so much, like things will never get better. But besides beliefs about the world and the future, The heaviest weight in our backpack is beliefs about ourselves. And when it comes to setting the stage for depression, a 2009 study in the journal Cognitive Therapy and Research found there are two biggies that are particularly devious. So here are the terrible two, plus how to empty that backpack and refill it with beliefs that not only are more accurate, but fit you and your life a whole lot better. So, depressive belief number one is everyone has to like me. And there are many variations on the theme of everyone has to like me. Call it the 31 flavors of people pleasing. So, perhaps your version is something more along the lines of my worth depends on how others see me, or what other people think about me is really important. Whatever way we slice it, this belief sets us up for trouble. Why? Well, the trouble with this belief is that it puts our happiness in the hands of others, and we can't control how others react, think, or whether or not they'll judge us. So, how to challenge this? Well, the antidote to dependency isn't to forge onward alone. Heck, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Isolation also raises the risk for depression. Plus, it's just no fun. So, what is the solution? Well, it's something called cognitive restructuring. Cognitive restructuring is a process in which we shine a bright light on a belief that's getting in our way, ask, is this really true? And then come up with a new, more accurate belief. Now, notice I didn't say happier belief. Our goal isn't to slap a happy band-aid on our old unhealthy thought. Instead, the goal is to rework our belief so it rings clear and true and allows us to move forward. So how to restructure everyone has to like me. Well, the best ways are to take out the neediness of has to and the totality of everyone. So, for example, consider shifting to most people probably like most things about me. There, much less urgent. I can hear the sigh of relief already. Now, you can also take the emphasis off other people's opinions entirely. For example, you could try if I'm generally happy with myself, the right people will find me. We all crave love and approval. That's part of being human. But unconditional love and approval from everyone isn't necessary or even possible. And for a lot of us, it's especially not possible from the family we were born into. But that's okay. Everyone has their people out there. It's just a matter of finding them. Depressive belief number two, I have to be perfect. So this belief has more varieties than the breakfast cereal aisle. So you can check out these variations. If I fail at my work, I'm a failure as a person. If I don't understand completely, it means I'm stupid. If I can't keep up with everyone else, I'm inferior. Or if I screw up at all, it's as bad as failing completely. Okay, so why does the I have to be perfect belief set us up for depression? Well, it's the all or nothing aspect. Far from 50 shades of gray, all there is in this kind of thinking is black or white. If we're not perfect, we're a failure. And worse, it leaves us thinking that our self-worth is coupled to our performance. If we don't perform perfectly, we're worthless. Okay, so how to challenge this one? Well, the antidote to perfectionism isn't to adopt mediocre standards. Instead, keep your standards high but achievable and allow for some flexibility. And of course, enter cognitive restructuring. So again, the goal isn't to make the belief more positive, it's to make it more accurate. So how to restructure I have to be perfect? Well, one way is to make it about the process, not the outcome. So for instance, you could say, I work hard and make a good effort. Or I live in accordance with my values. Another way is to reject the idea of perfection altogether. So for example, you could try substituting, I'm fine the way I am. Or simply, I'm enough. And it's funny, once we stop trying to be perfect, we stop worrying about our flaws. So one last thing. Like unwelcome weeds in a garden, these two big dysfunctional beliefs may have spread throughout your psyche, so it's important to know they won't disappear right away. It might take some time to weed them all out, but with some careful attention and pruning, you can shape your beliefs into something much more beautiful. So if you haven't heard, The Savvy Psychologist is now on Spotify, so you can head over there and check it out. If The Savvy Psychologist has been helpful to you, please head over to Facebook and like the show. Never miss an episode when you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, and have the show notes delivered right to your inbox by signing up for the newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. As always, thank you so much for listening. You could listen to any show, but you picked this one, and I am truly grateful for that. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and transcripts for this and every other episode, more than just the last 25, are always available by going to quickanddirtytips.com and checking out the Savvy Psychologist channel. And of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.
0: Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.